Hi, my name is Rof Ahmed, the founder of StartupRoadblocks.com, also a cricket lover and someone who loves to meet and engage and share knowledge with people. You are listening to me on the Startup Roadblocks podcast, a place which talks about entrepreneurship, startups and business topics for new entrepreneurs and business owners to listen, learn and most importantly, execute the learnings in their ventures. Thanks for spending your valuable time by connecting with us and now it's time for us to share what we have promised. In this episode of the podcast, we have with us Sudanshu Sharma. He is the founder of Charitism, which is a 100% transparent online donation platform where people can donate food, ration kits, blankets, and more. He started this platform in 2019, and his startup was incubated by the Rajasthan government and received seed funding from NCR-based angel investors. Some of the partners with Charitism has on board are Razorpay, Startup India, and a couple of more serious ones. Today, we are fortunate that we have Sudhanshu with us who will share his journey of building a brand like Charitism, which helps people to donate things like food, food packets, blankets, sweets, etc. So let's welcome Sudhanshu. Thank you so much for the kind words, Rob. It is really pleasant to be here and to finally be in the podcast with you. Thank you so much for inviting me here. Yeah, glad to you know host you on this podcast, Sudanshu. So uh, we'll start with the question, Sudanshu. So my first question to you would be: What are the main challenges you face at Charitism as every day you are building it? Right. So the main challenges are generally, you know, uh, it's always the funds that we have to collect. Since you know the transparency is awesome, people are loving us here. And okay. uh, just the part is reaching out to more and more people and sustaining the causes. Because when we are working towards a particular cause, it's a big responsibility. It yeah. is not just yeah. one day or two day thing that has to be done. Right? We have to sustain that cause for years and years. So most of our cause are from day one and still we are supporting them. Right. right. So right. because yeah. NGOs, which we are working the, uh, with us, they plan their team accordingly, their on-ground work. They are beneficiaries who get dependent upon them. So yeah. it's yeah. much more of a responsibility than just running a platform. We have to be very you know, strategic about it, that we cannot uh, fall below a certain level of funds uh, to collect them. And we have to ensure what we have promised. So uh, basically, you need to be very cautious about the things which you are doing, uh, being uh, building charitism as a platform. That is what you're trying to say. Absolutely. So if we are even starting a small initiative or, or a bigger one, it's our responsibility. We take it as our responsibility to complete it to the extent. Right. So that itself becomes a challenge sometimes. Sometimes uh, it's not just about raising funds from people. Uh, it's more about sustaining the initiative. So we also you know, put some money out of our own pocket as well, just to ensure that the initiative is not affected. Right, right. So fair enough. Uh, the, thank you for the answer, Sudanshu. So uh, coming on to the second question, what do you consider your unique selling point as compared to your competitors? So what I, it's basically the transparency. It's in the name of uh, what we are talking. A charitism is all about transparency. Uh, our existence was because of that. Right? So okay. the kind of... Uh, transparent platform we are building, I guess there are hardly few people in India who are doing that. We have been the pioneer uh, since I got to know about the uh, the problem very uh, soon because I started in a different manner. 
and yeah. since then yeah. i'm really glad that many of the platforms even the bigger platforms have tried to adopt this kind of transparency or this extent and they are understanding the problem as well so that is our unique selling point why people are loving us at the first when people see it it's really hard for them to believe but it's too good to be true for them <laughs> then they experience with us and they are like flattered so uh, you know when uh, i got to know about charitism like a year back i remember that i got to know it from one of my gurgaon friends and uh, during that time i was also skeptical when i had to go forward and you know do something as a cause but uh, you know when i did that uh, very honestly i thought that it was a risk but when i received the photographs from your side it was just uh, too pleasant to see that you know there is some kind of a platform in india which is built, uh, which is you know doing this kind of a stuff stuff so uh, you know a person who is doing it can be very much uh, satisfied with uh, the money that he's investing it absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh, coming on to my third question like you know if we see on a very general note and this is uh, my personal experience that when there are startups like you know if we go into the edtech space or any other kind of space uh, there are people who are interested in you know coming up uh, uh, and being in the team but being into a startup which is a social cause startup <clears throat> how you were able to build your team right so i have been blessed enough because all of my team members they have been somewhere or the other by friends only or okay. friends of friends so so okay. far the team we have it's friends of friends and their friends <laughs> which we okay. have been working so that's so, an interesting team right so i'm pretty i know it's always fun the work it's never feel like a stressor some day we are working till 2 in night someday we are starting in <laughs> day at 2:00 uh, o'clock yeah. yeah. so that's always yeah. fun uh, you know even if we are going on work trips or we are visiting uh, the field so everybody is much enthusiastic and it's always fun to work with a team like that yeah right right okay so if we can talk about you know being the founder and the you know uh, as you said that you have been the pioneer and the flag bearer in this particular segment or in this particular industry so what is uh, that one thing that you uh, you know uh, like about being the founder of charitism like you know there would be some kind of satisfaction because your startup is directly helping the people so what is that one thing that satisfies you or that gives you that conviction so i would say that it's not just one thing it's the whole charitism in itself i've been blessed to do so because you see either there are people who you know get successful in their startup and lot of money and then in eventually they go out and do the charity yeah. or there are people who are doing charity but they always face uh, lack of funds such as our great ngos who are working in grounds they yeah. as i met a lot of them i see that how fund fund crunch is a common thing in india right 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 but we have been blessed to yeah. charitism while surprising ourselves and uh, and making a great impact and doing that final eventual uh, you know gratification thing yeah right right okay so uh, being a social uh, cause startup which i personally like to call uh, charitism as how difficult it is to raise funds you know how easy it is if you can you know throw some light on it and give a brief to the audience about it uh you are meaning like raising funds for the cause or you are meaning raising funds for uh, ourselves no no raising funds to run a startup like charitism right so it's basically it's 
really comparison to any other uh, cause it's a little tricky in yeah. indian space since we are uh, developing so we have had a wave of uh, startups being funded in different sectors like e-commerce yeah. was one okay. but now like after 2020 i'm seeing that we have got another wave of sustainability yeah right. of social entrepreneurship and uh, that is something that people are now seeing that it's just not a startup which is making a lot of money they should make the impact eventually because if it is going to be you know a corporate fortune 500 or something and they are making carbon emission or they are uh, you know uh, deteriorating the uh, society but what yeah. they are doing eventually they'll be working towards sustainability and uh, that is the final end goal so the startups who are working towards it are getting uh, a lot of uh, support from the investor side as well and slowly uh, i can say that investors are also developing this mindset that it's not just about the money it is more than that so the landscape is changing and that's a positive sign for a country like india absolutely. yeah absolutely absolutely okay so uh, this is uh, somewhat uh, uh, you know not directly related to any kind of professional question but uh, the next question which i'm going to ask is that uh, as you are helping people because your model goes like this that uh, a donor comes on your platform he picks up one category like let's say food packets he uh, you know uh, fin- finalizes them and then you distribute it to the people so in your journey of the last 3 to 4 years any conversation that you remember from the uh, beneficiary like you know the person who is getting it any conversation that you know touched your heart or any deep conversation that you remember uh, see it's always you know for every initiative that i visit field it's a totally different experience but i can tell you like we went out to distribute blankets at night okay and there were people in like minus 5 degree in delhi Uh, okay. near the chandni chowk area and the way they were living it was that you know they were on the road side and everything and they have just accepted it that that is their life right and when we went out and gave the blankets to them and the kind of blessings they showered upon us yeah so it was like just for this basic necessity people have got that kind of happiness right that, right you know we hardly get from uh, spending so much amount on ourselves uh, you know people even sometimes i get materialistic and uh, when i spend that amount i hardly get that kind of happiness but uh, right. the blessings that were showered upon one of uh, another uh, instance was that we visited uh, to donate blankets in a uh, i would say mental asylum okay and though they they didn't understand what we were doing how we were, okay. you know how we were helping them but still seeing them in that kind of space where their own family has you know uh, discarded them and okay. uh, this ngo okay. was taking care of them in such a well manner and we were able to create some help for them it was very very uh, surprising for me it was something that filled myself again okay fair enough uh, so that uh, these are the two um, you know there would be i am sure there would be many experiences that you as the founder of charitism have gone through uh, like those positive experiences uh, but these two you remember very closely because of uh, their uh, you know because of their sentimental value which is attached to it right so it's just a small story because you know it's always stories uh, that you yeah. remember so uh even there is a video of me distributing blankets we ha- uh, we create them to you know raise funds 
and uh, i was uh, talking to one person and he told me that he is traveling to delhi from bihar okay and the guy was uh, getting his brother's operation done who was just sleeping beside him and what mm-hmm. they were uh, covering themselves with in that minus 5 degree was just uh, a cement carton you understand that uh, in yeah, which yeah. the cement are filled hindi mein use katta bolte hain right उन कट्टों में सो रहे थे एंड इट वाज सो पेनफुल टू सी आई आस्क हिम व्हाट ही यूज्ड टू डू इन बिहार ही वाज टेलिंग दैट ही यूज्ड टू राइड रिक्शा देयर ही इज हियर फॉर लास्ट 7 डेज एंड इन द हॉस्पिटल इटसेल्फ द शेल्टर होम्स व्हिच द गवर्नमेंट हैज प्रोवाइडेड अस समवेयर यू नो दे वेंट फ्रॉम द फर्स्ट डे बट इट्स नॉट वेरी फ्रेंडली नेबरहुड एंड इवन दे गॉट रॉब्ड या सो i am not saying that uh, the government is not doing well enough but still to manage such a facility where different kind of people uh, are there so it's not always very safe and the guy when you know the emotion that uh, circulated in me right after that it was really hard to control tears at that time and that's something that as you were asking what is so pleasant about running charitism yeah. uh, if we just yeah. remove all uh, you know the business aspect from it so it's something very very pure and devotional that we are able to do i got you know that realization if i wasn't there yeah. and if we had just sent some money to some random person and we didn't have that kind of transparency yeah so might be possible that uh, these facilities was not reaching to him and was going into someone's leisure or someone's parties right 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 so that confidence which comes is pretty amazing so uh thank you uh, sudanshu for uh, throwing light on twit so coming on to our next question i would ask you that you know uh, as you are catering the indian landscape uh, uh, you realized a problem there was a very uh, it, it is a very painful problem and you realized it and you are working on it so how do you you know uh, pick, uh, pick these uh, uh, spots like how do you figure out that you know where you need to donate things or like if you can uh, you know throw light on it at how you are able to maintain a list of it ke kahan pe aapko jana chahiye kis tarike se you need to donate them and what is the right uh, uh, strategy to you know go there and do it surely so when i started i wanted to be a ngo myself right okay so i was pretty skeptical that whether to keep it a for profit company or keep it a ngo uh, whether to go which field is right okay right i started going out at fields myself and working there and then i realized that even if i have to understand a problem properly and come up to a solution which is specific to that particular area or that particular ethnicity that would take a lot of time to understand it well and then solve it okay right? so a better solution which was much more scalable was to partner to an ngo who are working in that space for a very long time now who understand them well who knows the solution is just that they are lacking funds or they are lacking some basic directions to how to raise funds for yeah. their cause so yeah. that is where i decided okay uh, creating a platform where you can support all the ngos not just the ngos even my vision towards charitism uh, lies far uh, around it like to work with the individuals who want to create a change or to want to create a impact is something that can guide us that where we need uh, support and where to provide it to so basically you got the uh, experience indirectly on board 
like they are not uh, like uh, on the monetary terms or not in that not in that uh, way they are connected but you got the experience on board of those ngos and those organizations absolutely absolutely so yeah. uh, the the ground uh, reality is something that they take care of right they are the ones who are going out to field i went like for first uh, uh, six months i used to go and distribute it myself okay and i used to uh, work like an ngo but uh, now that we are running as a crowdfunding platform uh, then we are making sure that you know all the needs which uh, ngos know already that how this problem will be solved or what uh, we can do or which area needs the help most so there they provide us the guidance and they take care of the distribution okay thank you thank you so much for the answer so uh, how important a role does a thing like word of mouth have played in charitism's journey and more importantly how you were able to build that trust that people would recommend your company right so it's very interesting because charitism till date is running through word of mouth uh, uh, massively so i it's a very small story uh, yeah. i knew the problem always that this transparency and lack of trust is a big problem uh, i came up with a solution to solve it but yeah. as a first time founder i never knew that how we are going to explode or we are going to reach so many people right? yeah so it was something that uh, i we could hardly understand uh, for various months it was just me going door to door talking to people to people and then convincing them about what we are doing right yeah right. so when social media came in and the word of mouth came in was with a whatsapp story so what i decided is that let me just put one other whatsapp story because my instagram was uh, already utilized i uh, did a lot of expansion on instagram i reached out to so many people okay so i just put okay. a whatsapp story and four of my friends contributed to it and they were like uh -huh. really yeah, by the work so what happened that before that i was sending all the updates manually through mail because we were collecting their mails the okay. donors mail okay. but the strategy that we pivoted was just because they were my friends so i sent the updates to them directly on whatsapp and mm -hmm. they were really fascinated they loved it all so they put a whatsapp status of it along with the uh, you know small graphics so they shared so, your status or they put a different one the photographs that i sent it to them from the field they put those photographs as their whatsapp status okay, okay. so what happened like four uh, more people came seeing those photographs on their statuses so this is how a peer to peer chain create, was created and i understood okay it's just that you know if i am satisfied and i loved the work charitism is doing i'll always share it with the people right and nobody was shy enough to not share it even if people had some questions that whether it will be like flaunting the charity which they have done then it was always to tell them it is to bring awareness about the initiative and yeah. since then yeah. we uh, got the word of mouth and it all went viral and it was something till date we are requesting people whenever someone makes a donation we always request them to put it as their instagram or whatsapp status so yeah. that more and more people can come to know about us right right thank you so how do you make sure that the things you are delivering on behalf of the donor are in good condition like if you are delivering food is it fresh or if you are you know giving up uh, giving the blankets until uh, unless you are not personally involved how do you make sure mm -hmm. that you know they are in a good condition is there any process that is followed to check 
right so earlier uh, we were depending just upon the photographs uh, and the videos that we get and now we have uh, been very you know very strict about it with the ngos that every day we re receive a photograph which is marked watermarked with the date and everything that uh, this is the food being prepared this is the what we are distributing with the blankets and also once a month we visit the distribution right and we verified by ourselves so it's not something which we have created in process yet so sometimes one team member sometimes another sometimes we all go to the field in a particular ngo and we analyze things ourselves and uh, it's not just about inspecting them but also suggesting like if we have some ideas which can uh, help them as well to you know coordinate with the beneficiary so we also give them the same no because uh, the reason of answer uh, you know asking this question was that uh, as you are running a crowdfunding platform and you are running it for a social cause so i'm sure because uh, the kind of success that you have got as a platform it won't be possible if you are not you know uh, giving up fresh things so uh, that was one of the core reasons of asking up this question so uh, thank That's you sudanshu yeah. yeah were you saying something yeah so it's it's not just about you know uh, it's a two way communication which happens with donors even if you will uh, you know you must have donated and the mail you have received it always has my personal number so that's yeah. a big hassle for me to coordinate but uh, that is the one thing that i'm planning to keep for very long that if a donor is facing any challenges he has any queries or he has any objections or he has any gratification so the first number is always to our support team and second yeah. number is mine so okay. if he is getting any challenges there from our supporting or he is not satisfied he can always reach out to me and i personally take care of the same so i take uh, that part so far because that is something if our support is working very fine then i won't be receiving much calls so that is how uh, i have created a metric of my own that how our team is functioning so how hard or how easy it is for a founder and ceo to execute these kind of things because i'm sure that uh, you would be you know receiving compliments as well as you know uh, maybe some of the uh, negative things so how do you tackle with them being a founder and ceo and and because it's your personal number so how do you tackle with it so it is pretty hard to answer every query every time so i have just uh, used a very small thing whatsapps uh, uh, you know quick reply so it gets people a simple option that with what is it about if they want a partnership if they want support of a particular donation they want to track or if they have some query which are supporting can solve and if there is something uh, which they directly want to talk to me Uh, as a founder so they can always ping me again so the first message that delivers is that they are uh, and it uh, always has a link to our support number so once the person sees that message he can decide that how important it is and if i receive a second message then i need to get out time from uh, for that person because uh, as much i have learned in my startup journey and i have heard from uh, successful founders is basically that you need to listen to your customer so in our case it's our donors and yeah. you need to keep them your priority because they are the ones who will tell you what to do next and what you are doing right what you are doing wrong so that is uh, i guess one of the most important thing that i should, uh, i take care in count yeah basically you know the customer is the king so we need to hear to them i myself being a founder of uh, 
this brand and the clothing brand which I run. So I need to hear to people and what they are actually saying and then, you know, strategize things according to it. Because if you are not listening to customers and as you said, in your case, it, uh, uh, those are the donors. So you know, that trust factor thing would uh, fade away very quickly, which I personally believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Even uh, every now and then I uh, take sample uh, from my database and I make uh, uh, frequent calls to random donors asking them uh, was the, everything that received uh, that they received was all right. What did they receive the right support? Did they uh, you know got the right updates? Are they satisfied? What else they want us to do more? So these are the things which I guess uh, you know have been helping us for a past few months. Great, great. So uh, coming on to our fifth question, one of the main things that's very convenient and at the same time interesting are the pricing of the things you offer on your platform. For example, a ration kit which has five to six items, it's priced for the donor at rupees 140 per uh, kit. How are you able to keep it so flexible? So flexible. Right. So basically what we planned is that, you know, even if we see that, uh, a ration kit costs around 500 to 600 rupees and then we have to uh, take care of all other uh, fundraising fees and everything so it went uh, went up to 100 uh, you know 700 rupees so yeah. it was something that yeah. each donor cannot support so we came up with this idea if we'll what we'll do is we break it down to like five units yeah then every donor yeah. can afford to you know put in some amount of money to support the cost so that is where we divided it uh, in five parts or more according to the pricing of the product. And uh, uh, what we do to maintain transparency is that if some person is donating like one unit and uh, the overall product needs five units, so we'll just put five donors names. So it will something everybody's chipping in to give out one ration kit or something, uh, you know, which is more expensive than that. So that was the breaking down of pricing was an important lesson for us as well. Okay, as far as I remember earlier, I guess uh, the ration kits were priced at 400 or 500 on your platform when, because I've been following you for a long time. But recently when I checked it on, it was close to 140, 150 during the uh, Shivratri time, Mahashivratri time. So I think uh, you have worked on that. Right, right, right. So even uh, we have to see like earlier when we used to give out like 400, 500 rupees ration kits. So... And that is something which is creating an impact, but our NGOs told us that uh, the ration which is contained is not uh, that enough to suffice a person for like uh, a month or something that can yeah. suffice a person for yeah. two weeks at most. So okay. the person has to come to them again, every, you know, twice a month. So what we can do is we can provide the person with the ration at once so that his one month can uh, run by easily. So that is why we decided to increase the pricing. And then we realized that, you know, it's not affordable for uh, a single donor. Then we broke it down to uh, five units. So what you're doing uh, as a brand uh, is uh, very commendable. So how is your uh, chain system, like how your chain system works? Like if someone orders the food, from where it goes, are there different, different uh, centers are located to it in different cities or how it works? If you can just, you know, throw some light on it. Mm -hmm. We have like 10 to 15 partner NGOs working with us as full-time uh, distributors. Right? Different cities so or? All, uh, in all across India. All across okay. India. Okay. In different, different cities. 
and even now that these ngos uh, are developing themselves so they also have franchises running in different different cities so that helps us as well right because this model of the policy of transparency is not something every ngo uh, can take in hands because yeah. it requires a little much more effort than previously because it they have to take a photograph they have to uh, follow all other transparency policies like making the stickers uh, yeah. sticking it to them yeah. and then and sending it to us so that we can send it to donor so like uh, the partnership here has to be something with the people who are willing to you know follow the policies that we uh, are suggesting to create the transparency who believe in transparency first right, right. so that is how the flow goes like if a donor is contributing to some cause uh, let be food package for the homeless people now homeless people are not just in delhi they are also yeah. in pakistan they are also in varanasi they are also in various other places across the india so yeah, we partner yeah. with ngos and then we distribute funds accordingly where it is most needed and uh, according to the ngos capacity okay okay so uh, you have a kind of a proper system when you allocate a different different packets to different different people right right, right. so it's all something we have worked a lot upon our operations that okay. uh, you know certain period of time that our turnaround time uh, least turnaround time for uh, distributing a food packet and sending the updates back to donor is 2 days like 48 hours okay Right. to bring it into the chain system was something very tricky for us that we have to send it to we have to collect funds we have to send it to the ngo ngo yeah. has to distribute the food they have to come up with the photographs they have to sort them they have to uh, send it to us and then we have to send it again to the ngo so right. doing all this is under 48 hours is somewhere that uh, our operations team has worked really well and they have come up with various good techniques okay so uh, what are the risks which are involved in running a society impacting company so i guess the far more uh, common risk that i have seen with all the startups which are in the same zone is yeah. sustainability yeah. that okay. it's not okay. just the sustainability of the society is the sustainability of the startup itself because while you are working in that arena it sometimes or i would say most of the times gets trickier and uh, to sustain yourself while doing the same right yeah so whereas you know we believe that we want as much as funds to go towards the cause means uh, it was the part where i you know we started spending money out of our pockets we were making uh, huge losses every month okay. so yeah so it became very very trickier and then we had to uh, come up with a different pricing model for ourselves that you know we understand just to raise funds there is a lot of advertising budget which is required there is a lot of uh, uh, tech uh, budget which is required so all those things has to be understood by the startup and also the donors as well that is not just uh, you know give, since they are giving it for one day but there is a team of people who are working to build the platform to uh, coordinate with uh, all the stakeholders and then to uh, reach out to those donors at first right so all that requires funds so that is somewhere i guess trickier and even every person in this space is uh, finding it challenging but uh, of course there are strategies and techniques to uh, mitigate that and to come down to as low uh, you know risk as possible Thank you so much thank you so great
thank you for sharing your experience with us, Sudanshu. I'm sure the audience listening to us is getting a lot of value and inspiration uh, from a guy like you. Before we let you go, it's time to play a quick rapid fire round with you, which will have seven questions. So are you ready for it? Yeah, surely, surely. I'm really excited. Yeah. Okay. So my first question to you would be, what is that one thing you would go back and tell a 17-year-old Sudhanshu Sharma? I'll just tell him that if what you're trying to do, eventually you're going to do it. So don't stress on it so much. Okay. Good advice. So what is that one advice that you follow very honestly? It can be from your parents, friends, colleagues, etc. Uh, so it's from Steve Jobs that is always written on my wall that uh, what if it was your last day? Right. Okay. So if I'm living up to it <laughs> as if it was my last day. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So what is that one advice you would give to upcoming entrepreneurs according to your experience? Uh, I would suggest them, you know, as early as they can start. So I always feel that I was able to do all this just because I started very, very young. And uh, that is something where you have less responsibilities to take care of, right? So as early you can start, you should uh, go into the field and you should take the idea which you are planning to. Generally, what people do is that they plan that first I'll do this job, I'll get yeah. certain certainty in life, and then I'll uh, jump out to do my startup. But that thing is very, very challenging than starting early. So what uh, I would like to add on to this is that uh, I have seen this, that uh, a lot of uh, people and specifically of our age believe that uh, they need a proper kind of a thing to, you know, execute a plan. Like they, if uh, let's say they are starting up a YouTube channel, so they need a proper setup, a proper mic and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this is what I've personally seen. So I have you also seen this kind of stuff in your uh, circle? Yeah, absolutely. People, uh, you know, plan too much uh, before starting. Uh, execution know, is less. Yes, execution is less. It's just uh, the fear of failure sometimes. But uh, that is where you have to go out, take the leap and understand from the market itself that what is it that people want so that you can create the same. You have to be okay. wrong before you can be right. Okay. So uh, what is uh, the definition of success and what is the definition of failure for you? I guess that uh, success resonates with happiness for me. So if I'm happy every day, be, it's not just about you know how much money I am making or how much impact I'm creating. Both of the yeah. things should be yeah. together. Right? Balanced. So yes, absolutely. I cannot go broke in just uh, the you know idea of creating an impact. And I cannot just uh, get utterly rich and make no impact and make a fool out of you know myself and uh, that won't work either. So if we are happy uh, financially, we are happy uh, by the work we are doing. And if we are happy overall with the relationships we have in life, with our family, with uh, our loved ones. So it all, all has to come into a balance of happiness. Okay. And uh, what would be your definition of failure? Uh, failure is just, <laughs> as they say, it's uh, all very temporary. Uh, so when you're failing, it's uh, something which is always, you need to chill down. You know, uh, I guess it's not always failure, it's just a pause. Because uh, there have been times, uh, even before we, you know, even after we have started working so well, there have been times that we have been failing to 
various extents but that is the uh, time where you can analyze your previous success and uh, the time you were happy and uh, why you are not that much happy today what is it that is going wrong and of course uh, once you figure it out it's always uh, success always failure uh, is a regular part which i uh, believe because you know when we are failing uh, it can be hard and we think that uh, it's time to give up but when things start to work out initially what i have uh, believed is that whenever we are doing something and even if we are not earning because i'm sure when you started out charitism immediately your idea would not have clicked with a lot of people and they would think that you are doing a kind of a scam or something so uh, that is one thing because uh, you know you uh, you would have not you know immediately uh, started earning from it as a it was it was uh, i have uh, you know couch served for almost a year like i had no place to <laughs> you have uh, almost sorry come again i couch served like i slept on uh, couches of my friends okay. for almost okay. a year so, okay. you know i had to leave home uh, because if i had to meet people and work and do a lot of thing but uh, yeah. it's always you can take uh, funds from home i used to take a very small amount just to uh, eat and sleep and always then uh, it was a journey of one year so before getting to that start of what is to be done so before that it was just uh, what is the problem just to identify that it took a year so the research period was a difficult one for you right 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 absolutely because okay. we didn't just start with this idea at first it was something that very different we were doing we started like um, uh in college we were uh, helping one of our friends ngo to raise funds so i created a platform since we had that knowledge uh, right we created uh, a small platform and then we thought why not to give it out to all other people as well it was just based upon the affiliate fees that people can you know serve while they spend if they are shopping something from amazon yeah a small amount of affiliate fee will be donated on their behalf if they do it from our platform Okay. So okay. we tried to that we built it, but eventually we realized when we talked to so many users that it's not just about you know uh, that the amount has to be raised in a particular way. They are yeah. willing to give up the yeah. funds. It's just what they are afraid of is the previous scams and the stigma of uh, fraud, which is stick to the charity name. The the transparency thing, basically the transparency thing which you are solving. absolutely so that lack of trust was because of lack of transparency and uh, charity aid foundation in their previous surveys like for last 3 4 5 years i have been studying the surveys and every time they tell that if these many people would have donated if they they knew how their funds are going to be utilized okay. so it's always like 30 to okay. 40% yeah fair enough so if there is a time when you have an option of only reading one book which one will it, which one will it be and why uh so i have read like two three books <laughs> only so okay. i'm not uh, that of a reader but uh, the ones i have read are like life changing so i have read about uh, you know the biography of uh, richard branson losing my virginity okay uh, and uh, another one was alchemist so the first book was uh, something which made me believe in destiny in manifestation and another one was like to live your life to the fullest just every day you're failing you're succeeding doesn't matter <laughs> you should enjoy it 
so according to your experience if uh, these are the two or three books uh, which one uh, will be the only one which you would like to read now like according i would suggest richard branson's life story the losing my virginity okay. it's uh, so written it's fun to read and it will give you so many life lessons okay okay fair enough what is uh, one big misconception you would like to clear about running a company like charitism which is basically a show, uh, you know social cause or uh, startup so people think that if you are running uh, a startup which has like 12 13 team members and you are the boss so you know they consider you you are the boss uh, you are the one who are doing everything and you must be controlling things and you must be making such a lot of money but these are not like things you have to be so much grateful of the people who have joined you who are working with you not under you and you have to be much respect uh, you know respectful of your team uh, for giving out their time or else they could have worked somewhere else somewhere you know they are coming out to work with you uh, to yeah. uh, make your dream a reality so that is the one thing and always uh, it's a uh, <laughs> up and down path Uh, about uh, you know sustaining a startup so it's not just always if it is looking big it has to be you know massive already so it's always uh, we are still working out like a garage startup it's been like 1.5 years and soon we'll be planning to raise investments in our uh, company as well so that we can reach out to more and more donors and we can uh, give you know uh, that much of a surety to our partner ngos that yes we'll be able to provide them for long term initiatives as well so it's uh, basically important to build a good culture when you are you know basically running a startup which has 12 to 13 members and even when you are growing uh, either be it before the investment or after the investment nothing would change but it's important to build the culture with the team you are working with absolutely uh, i believe that our team is happy you know okay. since uh, i have seen various places and people have uh, been working in their previous company as well who have joined us and they told that the culture was very different than what we ha- have here so yeah. I yeah. believe that you know, if you have to do anything, you have to keep every person as uh, equal, and uh, it's a team who is building the startup. Who may own the share doesn't matter. Who started doesn't matter. It's yeah. all the team effort. Yeah. Every knob in the wheel matters. So yeah. you have to be yeah. very respectful of the team. Okay. So uh, three personalities you are inspired by, and the reasons behind it. yeah so uh, one would be uh, always steve jobs so it's not something that i found about him because you know he's so famous so he was the first one everybody told me to listen and yeah, yeah. of course he has had yeah. a, a great impact on me uh, and the way we think yeah another one yeah. was richard branson since i've read his book uh, and i've uh, read a lot of interviews of him yeah. and then hoffman so i listened to his podcast master of scale A lot. Read, read Hoffman. Read Hoffman. Yeah, read. yeah. Okay. He is the founder of LinkedIn. Yeah. So his podcasts are very, very informative for a very young founder to keep your mindset right. You know. So that is something which helps a lot. Great, great. So if you are given two crore in cash, where would you spend it? All right. So two crore. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. that big of amount. So I'll I'll always you know consider it as my startup funding. <laughs> okay. And I will have to yeah just to scale it. 
no so basically like you know i surely i won't be giving you 2 crore but let's say it's a hypothetical situation where i give you 2 crore so you know or not even i like you get 2 crore so how would be your bifurcation of how would you divide that particular fund i like so uh, the major uh, as in like a startup funding i'm curious suggesting or just for me no no it can be anything be it on you be it on your startup funding anything it's up to you absolutely so uh, i would suggest that you know the very first uh, part they will be divided into two parts uh, one will be uh, 90% of it will go to the startups fund and okay. to scale it to a extent where we can serve across the world and 10% i'll keep for my family as well uh, okay. just to avoid you know the risk because as you go bigger day by day so the risk doubles for example if your startup is running with the 3x or 4x speed the risks are also running just uh, adjacent to it so okay. it's always uh, you know i personally would recommend all the startup founders to uh, keep this in mind that you know you should uh, keep that amount of money secure uh, so that you know if any kind of uh, risk Uh, comes up so it works as your risk appetite so like uh, 10 to 15 10% of it i'll keep for the uh, personal causes okay great 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 advice so even though it was not the part uh, of the uh, interview that we are doing this question which i'm going to ask how was the reaction of your family when you you know uh, thought of starting charitism so first of all they didn't understand two words because i was repeating them uh, very frequently that it's a startup and yeah. another one was yeah. why it is not an ngo so they were thinking you know they were like why are you uh, uh, <laughs> you know not taking the job which you are getting from college placements and starting yeah. your own ngo yeah okay first yeah. of all i'm not starting an ngo it's a uh, <laughs> startup which i'm doing it's like that so and then another thing was what is this funding why would someone come and give you x amount of money just to uh, you know work your company and you need need not to give it back to him as well okay. so that concept was very alien for them <laughs> that why would people give out you give so, money to you so these uh, two worlds were very uh, much alien to them yeah but uh, they were very supportive okay they didn't understand what i was doing but they were very supportive okay if the person has confidence in him uh, yeah. that he wants to do it he didn't stop me to do anything they always supported it right uh, uh, they, they were just confided by the college placements which i had so they were yeah. okay that he will get a job eventually but okay. uh, let him do for a year or so what he wants to do so yeah. that i'm really grateful of them that they didn't stop me or created a scene there so they were really supportive they, since it took him i guess now it's been like uh since 2019 which been 2.53 years and now they finally understand what i do and okay. now that they understand tell it to their relatives <laughs> they know how complex it is so they just say he runs an ngo <laughs> okay so uh, it's basically like you know uh, i'm into digital marketing and uh, if someone asks me that what do you do so i basically say ki online kaam karta hu so it's like that ki bhai ngo chalata hai absolutely absolutely yeah Okay. So just because uh, in like two or three minutes you cannot give a person that much of knowledge about what you do, so it's something that uh, has to resonate with he already knows. 
so it's i just give an idea of the field to the person okay. who doesn't know it much okay great awesome i hope you enjoyed giving the answers sudanshu even though it was a rapid fire round but the conversation was so deep and so uh, you know so much of value that uh, we uh, basically got shifted from the rapid fire and we had in that conversations on each of the questions i genuinely uh, want to uh, thank you for agreeing to come on this part of podcast and before uh, we wrap it off your final words i just uh, my final words uh, are just be happy you know happiness uh, within an happiness around so once we are happy inside we can always keep people around the world around us happy great great thank you so much sudanshu thank you right, thank you so much for having me rahul it was really great time thank you So this is all for this episode of the podcast and before signing off I would really appreciate it if you can share the startup growth blocks podcast with the people you think can have great benefit from it as a promise we will keep bringing you value and quality content on topics from business and entrepreneurship world until next time this is your host and friend prof hemad signing off